This is the Grind, Sell, and Elevate podcast by Tizer Evans, where we do a deep dive on how to stay driven, how to be a top-tier salesperson, and how to elevate the quality of your life. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate this week. My name is Ty Evans. Today I sit down and talk to Shaheen Cheney, who is an Amazon expert. He helps you take your Amazon business to the next level. He's also the podcast host of Hack and Grow Rich Podcast. So we're really excited to talk to him. He has an incredible story he lays out about all the trouble he got into in his early 20s. He made over a billion dollars with a product he calls Herbal Ecstasy before he got into Amazon selling and having his podcast. So really fascinating story. I'm excited to talk to Shaheen today, so make sure you stay tuned. Hey, thanks everybody for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This is Ty. Today, I'm here with Shaheen. Shaheen, how are you? Based out of LA. Yeah. Hey, Ty. Great to be on, man. Doing amazingly well. Good. Good, good. Well, I'm glad we had some time to chat before. Um, so talk to us a little bit about what you do. I know that yep. you're a uh, number one ranked Amazon accelerator. You've got uh, your hacking Grow Rich podcast, and I, I love this. This was my favorite part when I was reading your bio, was the Willy Wonka of Gen X, which probably the Gen Z don't even know who you people are, but right. I'm right in the middle. Right, right. Yeah, so much inter- yeah. Give this, uh, introduction to yourself, man. Yeah, super fun. So, you know, I started when I was 15 years old, immigrant, family, came from Iran, looking for the American dream came to the United States and realized that the American dream seemed to be for everybody except for, for us. And at the tender age of 15, I decided, hey, I'm going to go after my dreams uh, regardless of the restrictions and limitations that had been placed on me in those days. And I went out into the rave and electronic music scene. I left home at 15, no money, no friends pretty much sleeping on the beach, sleeping in abandoned buildings, wherever I could lay my head. And it wasn't as bad as one would think being 15 years old. Cause I, I had books in those days, which this was before the big self-help boom and the big, you know, everybody's on Instagram being a success coach. I was reading things like Napoleon Hill and Augmentino and W Clement Stone and all, all these great writers of those like bygone, you know, post-industrial era that, you know, we're talking about that. I was reading, you know, biographies of people like Henry Ford and Andrew Carnegie. And so I learned a lot from that stuff, but there was a gap between putting that stuff into effect, putting it into action and being 15 years old and like having no money and nowhere to go. So I found a mentor, fell into the electronic music scene, the raves. I realized that I could go to the clubs late at night and sleep behind the speakers. That was my initial goal because remember, I didn't have anywhere to go sleep. And I would, you know, there was a hot dog stand. I would eat relish and ketchup. And somehow I survived on that because I realized that stuff was free. And I would go into the clubs. I would meet a few people. I would sneak in or kind of, you know, uh, butter the doorman and get my way in somehow, you know, just, just talk nicely. And they would let me in usually. And I'd be able to, you know, have a little bit of fun and crash. And after a little while, I thought to myself, hey, man, you know, I got to start making money. The whole goal of me leaving home at 15 was to find fame and fortune. And I wasn't going to do it unless I got off my ass. 
So uh, Ty, I started looking around the club. I thought, who's making the money here? Mm-hmm. It's got to be the promoters. Promoters were broke ass people, man. They were just always running from people to trying yeah. to not pay people. They weren't making money. So then I thought, well, maybe it's the DJs. It's got to be the DJs, Ty. Nope. DJs were broker than everybody else standing outside going, why is nobody paying us? Nobody appreciated or valued in those days, people that were just playing other people's music. They didn't see that having value, but there was always people who kind of kept things going. And I saw these guys come and go and they'd be at the door. They'd be dressed nice. They'd have beautiful girlfriends. They'd have beautiful, fancy cars, and they seem to do very well. They'd give everybody a little bit of money. They'd give the DJs a little bit of money. They'd give the promoters a little bit of money. But who were they? Turns out it was the drug dealers. So I thought to myself, that's a great way to go. That's, that's awesome. That's fast. You can make a lot of money. You can do it quickly. Awesome. That's right up my alley. And then I realized that it was crime. And I thought <laughs> back to my... <laughs> preteen adolescence growing up in an affluent area in California, giving my go at crime. I had a, a, a little gang in school. Um, you know, I, I, my English was just getting to the point where I was conversational and there's a little Greek kid who was, you know, three feet, something just under four feet tall. And he managed to slip under the sensors at the stores. So we, we would sneak into the stores. This was my big foray into crime. And, he would steal all the nudie magazines, all the, all the porno magazines, the little bottles of liquor that, you know, the hotel <laughs> yeah, bottles yeah. of liquor, and he would stuff them in his jacket and he'd be able to go under the sensors undetected. And we would just create a diversion, you know, buy stuff, ask questions, spill something on the counter. So to distract, this was the days before CCTV cameras and the internet and all this. And it worked great. We, we had a great business, only we would constantly get busted, constantly get busted. So fast forward to me being in this club, contemplating being in the drug business. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Grind, Sell, Elevate. This is Ty. I'm excited to announce to you a new partnership I've made with Design Hill Marketplaces. If you're unfamiliar with Design Hill, it's a great place and business where you can go link up with creative. So if you're looking to have a logo done, a website built, a landing page built, a funnel built, you need a t-shirt design. If you're part of a nonprofit and you've got an upcoming contest or you've got upcoming raffle to be able to help you with creative ideas, Again, whether that's designing a t-shirt, towels, giveaways, whatever it is, you can go link up with the creative at designhill.com. So it's a wonderful marketplace for all the Grind, Sell, Elevate listeners. They're giving all kinds of different discounts, which you can find in the show notes. I believe that there's three. Um, So make sure you go check out. They also are great. They do monthly events. I've been a part of two where you can get education on marketing, podcasting, logo, Uh, business tips, selling tips, uh, incredible all-in-one-stop shop for anything when it comes to design. Design Hill is the marketplace you need to go check out. And again, if you're a listener of Grind, Sell, Elevate, you get special exclusive discounts you can't find anywhere else. So scroll down to the notes if you're listening to this um, on a podcast and take advantage of getting a discount on your first logo, website, or landing page. And I reflected back to how bad I was at crime. And then looking back to all the people I knew who were involved in crime and how bad they were at crime and realizing, dude, you got no business being in crime. Crime is not the thing you want to do because you're going to end up in jail. So realizing this, 
I decided that what if there was a way that I could create a drug that was legal, that was natural, that didn't have any side effects, that I could sell anywhere and wouldn't get me in trouble and, and worked great. And I didn't know it was, was impossible. Nobody told me it was impossible or everybody told me it was impossible, but I didn't listen to them. So I went about the process. I managed to get myself a girlfriend. I managed to convince her to let me start cooking stuff up in the kitchen. I got all these herbs and started mixing them up. And at the same time, the supply of ecstasy in the party rave scene uh, had completely dried up. And so the drug dealers were unhappy. The people at the clubs were unhappy. Ecstasy was a big drug throughout the 90s yeah. and the 80s, especially. And in the 90s, it dried up. So by the time I got to the club with my little baggies filled with these round, gooey black balls, because um, I didn't have enough money to buy the machine to make capsules. I just rolled them up in little balls and put them in baggies. Um, and it worked really well. Um, these guys were desperate. So I walked up to the first drug dealer I could see. And I was like, you know, sweating bullets and, you know, looking, looking at him and going, sir, you know, can you sell this? And I think the words just barely came out of my mouth and he saw me shaking and he's like, fuck off, man. What are you, what are you talking about? Are you a yeah. cop? What are you? And I was like, no, 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 not a cop, not a cop. I promise. And, you know, somehow I knew in that moment, it's what, what Napoleon Hill writes in, in Think and Grow Rich about burning your ships. I knew that this was the first time I burned my ships was when I moved out of my house and away from my family at 15. This was the second time. I either was going to listen to that little voice, that negativity in my head that's mm -hmm. like, you know, you're just a fucking kid. You've got no business. What the fuck were you thinking? Go home. Or I'm going to make this happen. If he's not going to sell it, I'm going to sell it. Right. And I looked at him and I said, said, bud, you're going to go to jail. You know, there's all this stuff. I'm not a cop. This will work. Try it. You know, the worst that could happen is come back and kick my ass. And anything goes wrong, come back and kick my ass. I'll be, I'll be waiting here. You don't have to pay me if it doesn't work. And right in that moment, a couple people came up, a couple partiers, and he was left with a decision. He had no choice. He didn't want to turn down good money. He took their money. He gave them my pills. And he's like, he looks at me and he goes, what do you call this stuff? And I was like, holy shit, I didn't think of a name. And I just was like the first thing that came to my mind. I said, herbal ecstasy. And he goes, all right. And I, I left, you know, walked around the club a little bit. Two hours from then, everybody was dancing, hands in the air. The DJ had a bag in his hand. He was going crazy. And I walk up to this guy. Now I'm really sweating bullets. And I'm looking at him. And this guy had a real like stone face, like a cold face. So there was very little reaction in his face. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm fucking done. And I walked up to him and he's like, he's, he's motioning for me to come here. And he looks at me and there was like this, this moment of uncomfortable silence. And he opens his mouth and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going to be taken in an alley, something bad. I like the worst possible things that could happen were happening in my head in that moment. And he goes, kid, how soon can you get me more? Ooh. And that was it. <laughs> it was in that moment that everything changed for me. So we went from, Ty, we went from one guy mm -hmm. to 10 guys to 1,000 guys to 30,000 doors. I was selling wow. in Urban Outfitters. I was selling in warehouse tower records you know i was selling in um in in 7-eleven gnc major major outlets bookstores sex stores larry flint was buying them selling them in all his hustler stores we were we were all over the place and the beauty of it was it was costing me 25 cents 
to produce, retailing it for $20 all day long. I had manufacturing plants built all over the country just in case one got shut down, we would have another one ready to go. It was, it was really extraordinary. And then one day, this is one of my favorite stories, I walk into my office and it was in my 20s. So like, I know you're grind, sell and elevate. I was grinding, hustling every day. Didn't sleep very much. I would go into the factory. I would fall asleep on the floor. I would walk into our warehouse. You know, I'd sleep for a couple hours. I'd get back up calling business, selling whatever I needed to do. So I hadn't slept very much that night, walked into my office, 200 employees at the stage. Six months ago, I was, I was sleeping in abandoned buildings. This now, now we just broke the news broke that we, we had broken a hundred, uh, forgive me. We had broken one billion dollars in sales, so we had broken the billion dollar sales barrier. Teenage kid or early twenties at that point, uh, before the internet, before social media, before m- mobile phones were a thing, before any of that stuff had happened, and I was having a fucking panic attack, thinking to myself, "Holy shit, I don't know how much a billion is." I don't fucking know. Like they're going to ask me. <laughs> Sam Donaldson was on his way over in a limousine to get me on Nightline. Montel Williams sent me a, a first class ticket to go on his show in New York. All these people wanted me. MTV was running stories left and right back in before the internet days for anybody who I need to young explain to. Uh, that's where we got the cool news was MTV. It's true. It's true. <sighs> and I was having this fucking panic attack because I was so ignorant. I had never finished school. I didn't finish high school. I dropped out. All I knew was in these like old timey self-help books of what I'd read. And here we are, one of the most successful companies in the 90s. I had a guy from Bear Stearns who wanted to take our company public. It was a wild ride. And from there, things just went nuts. And I, I, I write about it in my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Cult. We're releasing it this month. So oh, nice. in, in September. Yeah. So yeah, if beautiful. anyone's interested, check that out. But that was the beginning of Verbal Ecstasy. And that led to a, a crazy, crazy ride. You know, I write about the stories, you know, at, at a certain point, the mob got involved, um, tried, tried to take us down the Japanese mob, the Yakuza. We had run-ins with the government, the, you know, political lobbyists came after us, the pharmaceutical companies came after us. And I was just this teenage kid running this like insanely profitable business. So that was, that was the beginnings of things. And then from there, I went on to invent vaporization. I thought the, the problem of people smoking was mm-hmm. one that needed to be solved. And I was shocked that nobody had solved that. So I invented digital vaporization, patented it. Um, that company went public. I sold that company, uh, had an exit, and then moved on to the next big thing. And I woke up one day and I was like, man, I should do a brain pill. Cause I'm like getting a little bit up, up there in age. I love nootropics. And uh, funny enough, I, I was hanging out with Bradley Cooper in those days in Venice, who went on to make that film Limitless. Limitless. Yeah. I, I, I recently just watched it too, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? Well, I had seen it when it came out, but I just kind of rewatched it. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know why. I just, I bought a new TV for our bedroom and I was like, I'm not just going to see how this looks on the TV. And I got like sucked in. I was like, damn, this is a good movie anyway. But yeah, it was great. Bradley. He's just, so, he's so fucking good, man. He's just, he can carry a movie and you know, they had De Niro in it. It was a, it was a good film. Robert good. De Niro is fantastic. So, so look, so we invented that technology, uh, the nootropics, uh, 
Um, the product was called Accelerol. It's still available on Amazon. We sell it all the time. But back in those days, you could get Jeff Bezos on the phone. You could get him on an email. You just wow. emailed Jeff at amazon.com and he would respond. This <laughs> was before incredible. the big boom. That's incredible. And we got news through the grapevine that Jeff was opening up the platform to third-party sellers. What, what happened before, for anybody who doesn't know, is that you could sell books on Amazon, but really you could sell books to Amazon and anything else you wanted to sell on there, you weren't able to. But Bezos decided, hey, we're going to open up the platform. He, he allegedly hired some people from Walmart to manage his whole distribution because they were experts at distribution and fulfillment. It just made it super easy for third-party sellers to sell whatever they want. Anybody could sell anything on Amazon. It became an open platform. So I got news of this and I was like, you know what, let me try this brain pill because you know, we we're going to go subscription model. We had a good subscription base, but I was like, let's, let's, let's try this Amazon thing. I put it on there that evening. I went to sleep, didn't think much of it. Woke up the next day to thousands of orders at 120 bucks a pop, which is what we were selling. And I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, dude, this is the next big thing. Bezos, you know, comes from wall street. He's a sharp guy. I'm going to put all my eggs in that basket and focus on mastering Amazon. And that's what I did. And since now, you know, what I do is, you know, I don't need to work for money, but I get a kick out of empowering other people to start Amazon businesses. So I've been teaching this class, uh, teaching people how to start these Amazon businesses and private label products and put them out there. And that's been what's been keeping me busy these days. Man, I appreciate the, the, the story. It was uh, so much yeah. more than I could have ever have imagined. Really? I mean, that's, that's yeah. incredible. I think it's what's interesting that a lot of people can't appreciate. I'm 37. And, and so I was, you know, I started high school in 98. And what people can't appreciate is how we've literally seen that, that whole transition. I remember when I, I like Facebook, when I was like so pissed because I couldn't get on it because you had to register, you, your college had to be accepted by Facebook to be able to get on it. Yeah. And I went to a smaller state school in California, so I couldn't in San Diego. And uh, so anyway, so it's, it's interesting, right, how that how everything has kind of evolved now. And that's awesome. You saw the empowerment that Bezos was giving, you know, at, at an early age. So talk to us a little bit now. Who do you typically help coach? You know, what's your who are the people that are coming to you that are taking advantage of the opportunity? Yeah, that's an awesome thing. So my course is called Amazon Mastery. Um, for anyone who's interested, it's uh, fbasellercourse.com. And usually the people that I have the greatest success with are the people that have a little bit of grit or a lot of grit, but don't have the knowledge of how to launch a product. And this is one of the interesting, this is one of the interesting lessons that I teach in my book and that also I've learned through the years is that the problem we have as people, as entrepreneurs, is that we think, man, I'd love to start an Amazon business. But the problem that I have is that I don't have a product or I can't think of a product or someone's already selling my product. And it's the wrong way to think about things. If you think about things the way I thought about things, what I credit most of my success to, and a lot of millionaires and billionaires uh, attribute their success to this as well, is always think distribution first. If you think distribution forward, now you're not creating a product and going out there knocking on people's doors to see if they want it or not. You might get lucky. You might be so fucking good, like your Steve Jobs or some shit, and the thing you invent is the best fucking thing. But yeah. even if that's you and you're Steve Jobs, 
you still have a long road ahead of you because you have to educate the public on why they need your product. The easier path is to do what I did. Find a market, find the vulnerability in the market, find a niche where the competition is weak, and then come in and dominate that market. And that's what I teach through Amazon. So in my case, to answer your question, the people who come to me come from all walks of life. I've got a guy who's an oil engineer for one of the biggest oil companies, and he wanted to create an extra predictable revenue stream on the side. And yeah. so he came on, you know, he's in my course and he's doing spectacularly well. I've got other people who, who have other day jobs. I've got stay-at-home moms. I've got um, people who have other areas of business, real estate brokers, people who have other areas, but they want to build this kind of foundational wealth. So, so Ty, uh, part of what I do is I teach a principle of foundational wealth. Um, so like a four-legged table is really strong. Three-legged table, not so good. It'll probably still stand. Two-legged table, you're in trouble. And a one-legged table, you're now in tripod territory. <laughs> what I teach is building those four foundations. Foundation one, cash flow positive real estate. More wealth has been created in this country. More people have gone up the ladder. Cash flow real estate than mostly anything else. So you want to get into real estate that's not a property that you live in that's producing recurring revenue. Okay. Second, second quadrant, you want to have a job, keep the kids in diapers, keep you know, your family going. You want to get out of selling your hours for money. That's the second biggest mistake that people make is they sell their hours. And you and me both know that no matter how good you are, we all have 24 hours. I don't know anybody who has more. So you want to have that job because you think more clearly when you are in a stable place. People come to me often. They're like, dude, Shaheen, I want to take your course, man. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, well, we got the money. Let's go. I'm like, well, how are you going to pay? I'll put it on a credit card. I'm like, well, okay. And then what? Well, yeah. And then I'm going to, you know, do it. I'm like, well, do you have some money saved up? What, what do you mean? How much money do you have saved up? Like, can you pay? Well, no, I, I don't, I don't have anything saved up. And I tell them, I'm like, dude, you need fucking Uber. You don't need my course. You need to do Uber. You need to do Airbnb. You need to hustle. You need to go out there and get a job, have five or 10 grand in disposable income in a bank that you can burn at any time and have it have no effect on your lifestyle and then come see me. Why? Because you will make better decisions when you come from a foundation of stability. Mm -hmm. So the second pillar is whatever makes you stable in life. If you need to have a job, great. If you're fortunate enough to have a trust fund, great. That can be a pillar for you. But if you're not like, like most of us, then you got to have something that's bringing in those paychecks, keeping the babies in diapers, whatever. The third pillar um, is going to be investing in the markets. So I teach people, hey, you want to have something that's bringing in compounded interest, whatever it is. If you're into crypto, I don't play that game, but you could do that. If you're into the markets, stocks, bonds, come on. Commodities. I traded heavily leveraged commodities for years. I was a commodities trader, traded hundreds of millions in commodities very successfully in those days. And you can do that, but you need something that's creating compound interest. And then we get to our fourth pillar, which is e-commerce business. You need to build e-commerce revenue, preferably on the Amazon platform. It's still the wild west out there. People yeah. think, oh, is Amazon saturated? Is you know that whole thing? Bullshit. It is still the wild west. We are still on the ground floor 
of this e-commerce wave. And we are on the very, very tip ground floor of the Amazon wave. Amazon companies are going for more now than they ever had. I've got two companies now that are going to be selling in crazy multiples, tech multiples right now. And for you guys who aren't familiar with exits and selling companies, companies sell for a multiple, a, a percentage a number of the EBITDA generally. That's the biggest valuation method. So if your company is earning $10 million and the valuation is 10 million, you've got a $100 million company. And right now there are billions of dollars being pumped through Wall Street, SPACs in private equity, going to these aggregators, companies that are going out there now and buying Amazon companies. So if you have taken my course two years ago and started your Amazon company, and right now are making a million bucks or more and ready to sell that company, you can get 10 times, maybe 20 times your earnings in some cases. So it is an incredible time. And this is going to continue for the next couple of years. So I, I really recommend to people, you know, get that fourth pillar going. Now, what happens? What's the bigger picture of all this, Ty? Well, the picture is that you can never have a bad day. Why? Well, you wake up in the morning and let's say real estate is bad and you've bought correctly. You've listened to me. You've bought cash flow. So it doesn't matter if the markets go up or down 20%, 30%. None of that matters. You're buying cash flow. People always need a place to live. People always need a place to work. Rents will always be coming in. You might take a few percent less here or there. But let's say you had a shitty day of real estate. Let's say one of your properties burnt down, whatever. Look at your second pillar. Well, your job's still there. That's good. Your third pillar. Oh, well, you know, you did good interest. The markets are up. Oh, and look at your e-commerce business. You had the wherewithal to build that business, to build that real estate. So you're doing great. E-commerce doesn't go so well. You've got the other three pillars. You can never have a really bad day financially if you are working foundationally. And this is the problem. Like you and I both know producing content. There's a lot of fucking bullshit out there. Yeah, There's a lot a of lot. guys, a lot who make it really easy for people to chase the shiny object. Mm -hmm. And we love that. Why do we love that? People love that. Millennials especially fucking love that because they don't have to work. They don't have to think. They can just say, hey, I bought that guy's Insta course and he had the Lamborghinis. And yeah, sorry, I didn't get the Lamborghinis, but he had it. And I guess it just wasn't meant to be. It's like buying a lottery ticket. They're buying that excuse. They, they, when they buy that lottery ticket, They've bought into that lifestyle, and that is as close as they will ever get. They're betting against themselves. So I encourage people, you know, even if you don't join my program, you know, join a program that's going to really make you money and invest in people who've done it before. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't, don't go to a personal trainer that's fat. I'm sorry. I know that's politically incorrect to say. It's don't true. go to a personal trainer that's fat. Don't, if I'm doing finances, I don't want my accountant or my financial consultant to be poor or broke. If you are poor or broke, you have no business being a financial consultant. If you are fat, you have no business being a personal trainer. Sure, you might be a good person. You might be working on some things, and I respect that, and I respect you as a human being, always with kindness and respect, but you cannot be a personal trainer and tell me how not to be fat when you are fat. It doesn't work that way. Similarly, when you go out there in the world, Examine the motives of the people you choose to believe and look at these people who are making you chase shiny objects. I teach people daily how to make money on Amazon, and we have a 100% track record that never fails. Our, 
Our system never fails. I've never had anybody take my course, run my program, and not make multiples of the income that they're making now. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you're coming from a place and, and this is why, you know, I wanted to have you on the show and I, hopefully I do a decent job of the guests that I have on, like to your point, I started this whole podcast because I've been in sales for well over a decade and I had made real money. I've done the calls. I've sent the emails. I've been told to fuck off. I've been hung up on, right. You know what I mean? I've had to call the cops on people when I was managing offices. I mean, all kinds of crazy shits happened in my life. So I was like wow. coming from a place where you no. Know, I live it. I breathe it. I can tell you about real life experience. This is not a theory that I read in a book that where I'm coming from. And those are two completely different things that people have a very hard time, you know, disseminating or discerning from online, because you, to your point, you can show your highlight reel. You can go lit. You can go rent a Lambo for that's why, you know, Grant always says, I love, he goes, you know, you, you can fake a Lambo. You can't fake a jet. Right. Right. You know, now today you can even fake a fucking jet. That's how crazy it's gotten. You know, that's how, that's how crazy people try to portray this image of something they're not. Um, no. So I really appreciate your experience and I, and I appreciate the, the, the amount of depth, you know, the one thing I think that uh, I know we've got a limited time. So I want to ask you just a couple more questions, but I think it's important to touch on, you talked about those four quadrant and, and I'm in all four. I still work my day job. I'm in commercial real estate. I'm heavy in the stock. I've, I've made a lot of money uh, off of crypto. Um, right. And, and I've ran, and I don't now, but I've had three e-commerce businesses, um, which I probably shouldn't have sold looking back, but that's here nor there. But what a lot of people always tell me having a podcast, working full-time, having businesses on the side, doing real estate. They're like, when do you rest? Like it's so much work. And I don't understand that mindset, but maybe you can elaborate why it's so important to lay that foundation, to put in the work, because it does take work to lay the foundation, but maybe talk about, you know, what, what that will get you. Yeah. I'll rest when I'm fucking dead. That's what I tell people because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm first and foremost, a family guy, family first always. So my priority is hanging out with my family and that's what I do. I've got Got a beautiful boy, beautiful wife. We spend most of our time when we can, pre-COVID at least, traveling. We travel right. all around the world. And we've really mastered lifestyle design. We've built our businesses, our lives around doing the stuff that we love. So we go to amazing places. Me and my seven-year-old, we're into Porsches. We collect classic cars. Awesome. You know, we, he's, he's into real estate. So we, we go around and when we, we travel places, we look at the real estate together and he loves it. And he's like, daddy, we should buy this house. I'm like, why? He's like, you know, cause I think you can get cash flow from it, daddy. I'm like, all right, I like that. You know, it's the best, best thing in the world. So we're, we're, I, Work for me doesn't feel like work. And my life is designed in a way where every day I wake up, I'm excited about what I do. And, 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 and really, Ty, that's the reason why I do the course, to give back, because it excites me when somebody calls me and says, hey, Shane, I took your course, and now I'm, we're traveling, and I'm in South Africa right now, and we're making money, and our product is, is selling like crazy in Amazon in the, in the States, and we're traveling on safari in South Africa. I had a student who just told me that. They're, they're going on safari, and as they're on safari doing the safari they've always wanted to do, they're making money on Amazon. And that's really, you know, that, that makes me feel good. Yeah. But one of the things, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was in my 20s, I really neglected my health in a way that I don't now anymore. Cause I realized that without this, without just your personal well-being, that nothing else matters. 
So you got to attend to your family first, to your health simultaneously. So I spend every day doing really cool shit. I got, I just got an ice bath in my, uh, in my backyard. So I do daily ice baths. I go to uh, bulletproof labs, you know, Dave Asprey's place yeah, of course. and I do cryotherapy. We do red light therapy. You know, I take shit ton of supplements. I've got like the best, you know, preventative doctors here and really, you know, focus. I've got an infrared sauna. So I wake up early. I do my meditation. I do this amazing VR meditation, this cool app that I have called trip, which is mind blowing. If you ever want to try a, a insane meditation. So I do a lot of things that get me in that zone, in that flow state. Um, I take my Accelerol. I, I, take the stuff called matcha tea. We make one of the biggest brands called matcha DNA. Oh, it's my awesome. wife loves it. Yeah. I saw you drink coffee. I love coffee. I'm off 90 days now. So I even see the coffee in your hand. I'm like that fucking guy. <laughs> I, I really want it. Man, just know? that black gold brew. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. But even just looking at it, I'm triggered. I'm like coffee. <laughs> um, I might get back on. I might get back on, but I, you know, I, I drink this, this stuff called matcha tea, which is spectacular. It's kind of like coffee, but it gives you this, then this focus throughout the day. And, you know, and that's it, man. You know, I, I make sure I spend time with my family, spend time with my kid, you know, not losing track of the things that matter, mm. you know, and in general, that's, what's important to me. And then being able to get out there and share my story. You know, being yeah. able to tell people about the crazy ecstasy days. I just got, we just signed a film deal, which is going to be nuts with um, some pretty big time producers that are uh, going to be making a Hollywood movie out of my story. So super excited about that. Of course. That's an awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, man. And, you know, and that's, that's really, you know, the main thing. It's like when you stop thinking about it as work and you start chasing excellence and stop chasing money. I love to say that when you stop chasing money and you start chasing excellence, it doesn't seem like work anymore. I'm sure, you know, you know, even sales. So that's, that's a really interesting thing. And we can, we can touch on this a little bit. You know, I feel like it's almost like online dating. I feel like the, the, the ability for people to sell has really changed. And, and for one part, the metrics and the mechanics of selling has changed because of all this online stuff. And subsequently throughout COVID, you know, with things going online, but selling is a, is a, is a really probably the most valuable skill that a beginning entrepreneur can have. And I mean, you know, you know, this cause you're, you're an experienced salesperson. Like you said, you've got some crazy stories yeah. that I'd love to hear as well. We got to get you on uh, hack and grow rich and uh, you could share some of those stories with us, but you know, I was on the phone the other day with some like marketing guy and it was a millennial and the guy's getting me on the phone and he's running a script. And I'm like, dude, like I'm going to buy what you're selling. So let's just put that out of the way. I've looked you up. I'm, I'm pre-suaded as Robert Cialdini says, like, I looked you guys up. I'm going to buy what you're saying. And then he just keeps going through the script and like, seven minutes into it, I'm like, dude, can you just be a fucking person, man? Just talk to me. Yeah. Like, I don't need to hear your script. Like, just talk to, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a seasoned salesperson. I can sell anything. Like, I get it. I get it. I get how great you are at sales, but just talk to me like a person. I, you don't need to go through this. And he couldn't stop. It was like an addict. Like oh, he was just wild. like, he had to hit the points, you know, it was like, and then, and he, and he asked me, he's like, so what's your biggest roadblock to success? And I said, fuck you. <laughs> That's my biggest roadblock. My biggest roadblock is fuck you. You had me at yes. 
And now right. you turn me to no with your bullshit sales procedure. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like guys that, you know, I mean, I know you're married. I'm happily married as well, but like guys that have, have never been around women. And they think that there's some like magic formula, like something that you say to make women swoon to you and love you. And it's like, it's not that at all. It's who you are and just being genuine and authentic. That's the thing. Those are the guys that get the most girls. Those are the guys that get the most sales. And that's a skill set that you can't teach. You can't learn that from an Instagram course. You can't fucking learn that from, you know, just osmosis. It's something that you have to practice. You have to go out there and actually do it, but you have to understand and be authentic. And it's, you know, I think your generation and my generation, we kind of got that because we had to go out there and we had to hustle. We had that kind of door to door mentality, that hunger, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think to, to a great degree has been clouded and obscured in this like layer of like social media bullshit yeah. that a lot of people are caught in right now. So there's got to be a way to break through that if you want to succeed. I, to- I totally agree uh, with all of that. I feel like, unfortunately, the younger generations in some regards have been neutered, you know, for lack of a better term. And, um, you know, and, and so I, I know I'm sure you raised your son the same, but we talk about it, lots about how are you a leader? You know, was that impactful on others? How have you helped others today? You know, what did you fail at? You know, I'm, I, you know, even like yesterday I was barbecuing out in my backyard and we built a half court basketball court in the backyard. And wow. so my, my son is, sons are the same age. He's out there and he didn't know I could hear him, but I heard him going one, two, three, four. So he was shooting the same shot. 10 times mm. in the same spot, take two steps back, right? Cause I taught him discipline. You have to perfect this. You have to do the mundane. You have to do the shit that no one wants to do. You have to put in the work. And if you put in the work, you will have a chance to do anything in your life. And it's interesting to see that already click because he, now he's good. He's going on a traveling team. You know what I mean? Like he's very good for his, his little age. Um, he can't even see, he, he calls it a 10 feeter. Yeah, dad, I shoot on a 10 feeter. I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's, wow. but he's already put in the work because he sees the end result and so, and so much of that uh, t- today, I don't give them participation trophy. He got one for baseball, I threw it in the trash, but we went eight, no in basketball. So we got to keep his championship trophy. So, okay. you know, so that's, I think I totally agree with you on, on, on that um, all the way. You know, I think there's a few of us out there that will, but what it will do, it thins the herd for our kids. So that's the way I see it, but yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so, You're right. You're right. You're right. It's, it's fucking bullshit. Like, you know, there is no participation trophy in life, in sales, right? People, people, the world is, a pre- <laughs> yeah, the world is a predatory place. It's like from the great film with, uh, I think it was Alec Baldwin, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Did yeah. you ever see that? Yeah, of course, Always yeah. be closing. And the guy walks into the, you know, he walks into this like, kind of like uh, boiler room sales room where they're these old salesmen. And he tells him, he's like, you know, first, first place, you know, you get to keep, keep your job. Second place is a set of knives. Third place is you're fucking fired. And it's like, that's the way the world really fucking works. Yeah. Right. And I, it, there's a great quote. I use it in my book. It's one of my favorite quotes that I tell people. And, and I love to use this with beginning entrepreneurs is that while you are sleeping, your enemies are planning your demise. And I make a lot of my students write that and put it up on the wall because just when you think you've got a great idea, 
someone else is either figuring out how to take you down so they can capture your market share or thinking of the same thing. And the second they meet you or find your product, we'll figure out how to crush you. So you have to be better. You have to be smarter. You have to work harder. You have to hustle more. And that's the only hack that there is. We do this show called Hack and Grow Rich. And I tell people all the time, there's no fucking hack to hustle. There's no hack to hard work. You like, like your son, you got to get out there and shoot a hundred times, a thousand times, a million times, doesn't fucking matter until you make that shot predictably every time. It's the way it works. I was listening to Ed's podcast, Ed Milet's podcast, and he was talking about, um, he, I, got, I forget the guy's name, but he's part of the Alabama football program. And so he was talking about uh, the Alabama football coach. And he says, you know, one of the things that always stuck with me that he teaches, we don't do something until it's perfect. We do it until we don't get it wrong huge difference mm. right just in the shift something that i uh totally appreciated um last question for you where can people connect with you oh thanks for asking yeah so look if you're interested in selling on the amazon platform creating predictable recurring revenue i've got a one-hour course it's normally 200 bucks i will give it to every single person listening to your podcast for free so use the code Tizer. We'll give you our $200 course absolutely for free. No obligation, no credit card, nothing like that. Just reach out to me. Let me know you heard me on Tizer's podcast. Um, grind, sale, elevate. Should it be grind, sell, elevate? Or is it grind, sale, elevate? I went I like with sell. I, I thought it's, I, it flowed a little better. I like it too. I like it visually better. So just let me know you heard it on Tizer's uh, podcast, you can check us out at www.fbasellercourse.com or get me on shaheenshan.com. That's www.s-h-a-a-h-i-n-c-h-e-y-e-n-e.com. If you guys are interested in hearing more about my story and about herbal ecstasy and how I created a billion dollars of revenue as a teen. Check out Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Poke Cult. You can get that on Amazon and check out the first chapter for free on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are heard. And make sure to check us out on Hack and Grow Rich. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel and an Insta channel and make sure to like and subscribe. Awesome. Thank you so much. I will post all of that as well in the show notes. If you're listening to this on your podcast, wait till you stop driving to scroll down. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can go ahead and just scroll right down and connect with uh, Shaheen. Thank you so much for coming on. I love your story. I love that you're helping people. Love your journey. I hope we stay in contact. Yeah, likewise. Really appreciate it, Tizer. Thank you.